All right. Jay Santos and Castaneda here. What's what going up? on, Jay? What's popping? Not much. Well, actually, that's a lie. A lot is popping. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. This is a crazy year. Yes, it is. 2020. What a I year. To think that, you know, not to, you know, I, I'm not trying to be dark, but just think that Kobe Bryant passed away this year. It feels like he passed away like two years ago. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Yes, it does. It feels like so much has happened in 2020. Um, gosh, bro, we got the virus. We have these riots. We have Kobe. We have uh, Little Richard died. Uh, yeah. Like, I think there's other people that died. No offense to, I'm not trying to forget anybody, but like, you know what I'm saying, bro? Like this year has just been, gosh, it's crazy. There's been so much going on. You, I mean, remember in January, there was the state of emergency with the, the, the bushfires in Australia. The, the, the Iranian general was killed. <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> the coronavirus started in January. Yeah, Prince, I'm crazy. reading a list of all the crazy stuff that happened. That's why I just I oh I, okay, I totally okay, okay. I totally blindsided you with such a niche news. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I know about that. Yeah, for the for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, my, I I definitely threw threw that threw you to the wolves. Um, <laughs> Yeah, all, Iceland, the <laughs> Iceland, <laughs> they lost their president. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> they have presidents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was not nice of me. I thought this was going to be better. I saw a meme. <clears throat> I saw, oh, the Summer Olympics gets postponed. Obviously, that all has to do with coronavirus. That wasn't very good. Anyway, it's been a long, it's been a long year. Yeah. Long year. Let's see if this one is uh, better. But yeah, you have... So much going on and, and not enough time, honestly, not enough time to dissect everything that comes in. It's all, it's all just a big avalanche of news and gossip and all sorts of stuff. But I, something really interesting happened over the weekend. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Lecrae was sitting down with Louis Giglio very popular pastor and uh. speaker and with Dan Cathy, the, uh, I guess the owner president of Chick-fil-A. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were, they were sitting down and having a conversation about, you know, racial reconciliation. So yeah, Dan Cathy's the CEO of Chick-fil-A mm. and they're having a discussion, and I gotta be honest with you. I watched the clip. The clip went viral. And oh no! <laughs> I don't yep, like how this is starting. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, Justin, but it went viral for negative reasons, as if we need another negative thing. So Lecrae is speaking to Louis Giglio, and there's a one minute and about fifty second clip where Louis Giglio, white pastor, essentially says to. Lecrae and he starts basically breaking down what he believes white privilege should be changed to as far as terminology. And he starts talking about how he thinks that hmm? that really what it should be called is a white blessing because from those and the point he was trying oh to make, I think 
Right. So the point the point he says he was trying to make was that from those historical terrors and horrible things that happened, it did just so happen to bless the white community in building up a society that was, you know, white favoring. And so white people should view that as a blessing that came from a curse. So he was essentially oh. saying that the term white privilege should be changed to white blessings. Why does this sound like one of those like word of faith, super spiritual moments where you take something that's like normal and something that has like a normal, you know, meaning and super spiritualize it to mean more than it really does? <laughs> that's <laughs> like, exactly what it felt like. It felt these like aren't ordinary breath mints. These are testaments. It's like. <laughs> bro like shut up right yeah no it, it, right it's it, you know it did have that when i was watching it i was wildly uncomfortable uh, first and the reason i was uncomfortable was because he was it, he looked a little uncomfortable as he was talking about it and you talking I about know, lecrae no 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 louis I, I i wonder like louis looked like he like he knew the words coming out of his mouth sounded worse than he was trying to make them sound and i think a small mm. little part of him in the middle of him talking realized oh, I shouldn't be talking about any of this. It was like one of those Zach Morris moments where he's like, freeze. And then like he <laughs> kind of starts reminiscing like, oh, you know, I yeah. probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and I only say that because <clears throat> I, I have to assume Louis Giglio doesn't want to come across that way. But in, in all honesty, it doesn't matter. What he said was very egregious. And Lecrae was very uncomfortable. He was sitting there and, and I think... And Lecrae afterward even said that he was very uncomfortable, didn't know how to process it, was just trying to remain calm and respond, you know, respectfully and mm. calmly without lashing out or without kind of... Be, he felt, I imagine he probably felt thrown off guard. You yeah. Know? Props to props to, to the big homie because uh, that definitely couldn't have been me. I would have snapped. I would have been like, sir, the fact that you could even... Uh, the fact that you even get the opportunity to rename white privilege and make it your like make it something that almost adapts to <laughs> what white privilege is <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, it's funny you like, mention that because lecrae actually said later in that conversation he actually said that even changing the name from white privilege to white blessings in of itself is a privilege the fact that we can rewrite history in that way so he did kind of clap back i think a lot of people were coming at lecrae i think it, i don't think it was fair what people were saying to lecrae like he was right. you know people were, were you know you know basically calling him the dude from get out the, the guy that uh the guy that gets kidnapped yo lecrae real talk lecrae is like one of the like best individuals who can like sit on a fence like he literally could just like he'll teeter totter on like i'm not at especially in interviews he's really good at like um saying what needs to be said but not like offending anybody he's really good at that yeah what he is is a kind guy who is trying to who's trying to love people but speak the truth and he does it well in his music he i think anybody coming at lecrae and saying lecrae is not representing the black community well with regard to these issues needs to take a whole seat because he's been talking about this for the last couple of years very adamantly and has received mm. a lot of backlash from Christian rap fans. So you could tell that he wanted to say something in return to that, but he decided to wait, measure his words, 
and speak out. And when he did, he made a good point. Renaming it is an example of privilege. The fact that you can rename, Facts. you know, that you can redeem slavery in any way, shape or form shows that for you today, sitting in that chair, Louis Giglio, race is not a reality that affects you. But me, Lecrae, sitting in this seat, I'm not putting words in his mouth, I just imagine this is what's happening here. For Lecrae sitting in that seat, race is still a reality. He has yet to escape slavery because all of the stereotypes that perpetuated from slavery still apply to him. He's still a black man who's a threat, who's imposing, who is, is all the negative stereotypes that people would, would apply to him were birthed during slavery. So yes, it might have been a blessing for white people, and yes, it might be nice to rename it, but unfortunately, you only can redeem something like that when you feel so disconnected from it, and being disconnected from it, like Louis Giglio is, is a privilege. It's interesting that people are trying to redeem something that they already know is, like, bad. Like, slavery, like, innately was bad. You are oppressing, like, a people, and, like killing them and shackling them and making them do like you're bending people to your will, which is innately a wrong thing to do. And people are like right. trying to justify that and be like, ah, well, let's just call it this. It's like, no, well, bro. It looked like, like it looked like in fairness to Louis, it looked like he wasn't trying to justify it, but he was trying to make something deeper than it was. And he was trying to provide spiritual language. And this is what, you were saying earlier that the, the trying to be too deep for your own good. And, you know, we talked about this. There was something. So, like, it, when I was listening to that, it reminded me of how so many churches, so many pastors, and so many Christians turn the gospel or turn Christianity or turn biblical theology into a vehicle away from discomfort. Mm. Like, how many times have you heard somebody when somebody's bringing up something very difficult, and it's usually in the topic of race, use the gospel as a getaway car from the conversation. Yeah. You know, use the gospel as, as a vehicle to get away from dealing with the realities of that conversation. When somebody's talking about a difficulty they're having in their marriage, people don't engage through the gospel by loving and listening with empathy. They flee with the gospel by throwing Bible verses at people, by speaking this falsely rooted and inapplicable hope and really just a verbal hope onto somebody without actually walking through how they can internalize hope. They just tell them to hope. And, and, and so often yeah. in American Christianity, the gospel becomes an idol of comfort, in my opinion. Yeah, it turns that, yeah, it's definitely people use it as a crutch or they'll use it as a, um, like you were saying, like they'll just hit you with the I'll pray for you, you know what I'm saying? Or I got you lifted, I'll keep you lifted and not necessarily like really hearing what people are saying and trying to be that community based, you know, um synergy around that person. Right. Um so Yeah, it's it's a sad it's a sad thing and for somebody like Louie who I think was trying to do a good thing and putting that conversation on in Atlanta, mind you, mm. with McCray. Mm. Mm. Now, I'm not sure, you know, Louis Giglio and Dan Cathy and Lecrae, I'm not sure if that's the best they could have done with the panel. I don't know if people weren't available. 
Uh, but I feel like two white guys and a black guy, probably not the best panel for talking racial reconciliation. Unless, of course, <laughs> <laughs> unless, of course, there was a specific intent in that, like Dan Cathy wants to talk to a black guy. And what, did Dan, to, what did Dan Cathy say? Like? I don't know. I, I got to be honest with you. I did not watch the whole interview. That's why I'm not just destroying Louis Giggly. <laughs> he's I'm, just I'm, like he's super uncomfortable. So he just looks at the crowd. He's like free Chick-fil-A forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was Dan Cathy just the guy uh, serving lunch? Was he the luncheon guy? Right. That's yeah, crazy. He, oh, man. Yeah, oh yeah, and I guess I guess Dan Cathy started talking a bit about about um, about good police officers. So I guess it was just I guess it was just a failure in general. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Mm-mm. Yo, and yeah. then you're gonna talk about that in the middle of like Wakanda, bro. Like you're in the middle, of the heartland of like all black city, bro. Like, come on now. Like you have to be you have to be a little more sensitive than that. Now, Louis Giglio released four hours ago an apology video. I've yet to watch it, uh, but I will just say he looks very sad. So, and I don't know, but in all fairness, um, if anybody knows Louis Giglio, Louis Giglio always kind of looks sad when he talks, like when he's not laughing. He, um, his eyebrows, they, they kind of arch down a little bit. So I don't know if he's sad here or just talking. But uh, it's a one minute and 52 second video. So in other words, he essentially took the same amount of time that he took talking about white blessings. He kind of made a video that long. I don't know if that was by design, but he issued an apology, what it looks like. The caption says, I'm sorry, a message from my heart. So it took the Drew Brees approach, huh? Or yeah, was it Drew Brees? (laughs) The dude from uh, <laughs> the Saints, the the uh... yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. He hit him. He hit him with a. He tried. He. I've never seen a person have four downs for an apology. It's like, all right, second and long. I definitely lost some yardage on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't get him. We'll get him next time. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to run a trick play here if this doesn't work. <laughs> Hail Mary. <laughs> He's like flea flicker. Too bad all my running backs are black. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that's got to be a tough gig for him. Louisiana, all of his teammates upset at him. Thank God he got on the right side of that one. Boy, yeah. how many of his offensive linemen were black? That's an important stat. I don't know. I don't keep up with football. I'm looking it up right now because Saints offensive line. I mean, it better. Oh boy, Uh-oh. I think he's safe on the left side. Right, so, <laughs> so all his all his plays are swing lefts. <laughs> Wait, no, I think they're all white. I think we're okay. I think he I think he he lives to fight another day. Oh, no, they man. they seemed to forgive him uh, for that, and it seems like it was just. Uh... But here's the thing. The thing that is upsetting about all of this, the misspeaks the Drew Brees, the Louis Giglios, is it just shows how little some of these people understand this conversation, yet they want to come out and be vocal on it. Like, it it, it just shows a a total unpreparedness to have this discussion, and it, it just reeks of a desire to just say something rather than listening. If you are white in America, 
chances are you've missed something with regard to this topic. Right. So that, and that's not to be mean. It's just chances are you've missed it because you might not have had to deal with this. It's a part of what it is what they say white privilege. It's a part of the fact that, hey, you probably haven't had to deal with this. So you probably don't have a lot of think time about it. So if anything, white people should kind of be listening, maybe doing some research, having asking questions, right. having conversations. And when we try to offer a commentary like Louis Giglio was trying to do there, in that one moment, I feel like he he spoke in areas that he hadn't really explored. Yeah, and stop stop trying to put positive spins on stuff that literally has it's negative. It, it's yeah, and I and I can't justify no matter even, even his explanation didn't didn't rock with me. I mean, first of all, I don't even see the point you're trying to make because if if something evil benefits a group of people, that's not a blessing upon that people. I I, I don't I don't I, I can understand how. Yeah, I don't, I don't see biblical precedent for that necessarily unless you're talking about wars that would occur and the Israelites being saved from their enemies. But the notion that white people committing evil and then benefiting off that evil is a blessing to them. No, it's not a blessing. What it is is the— It's oppression. <laughs> it's, yeah, but you know what it is, though, Justin? It's the riches of sin. It is the spoils of victory. Like— like, and I, I get he, I know he was trying to talk about modern day white people like, hey, look, you are blessed to be a white person because you don't have to deal <clears> with these issues. And had he worded it like that, I think I might have liked it. But trying to change the terminology, I don't think is fair. I, I think the term white privilege encapsulates it. And well, I did. Is that the word? Encapsulates. Um, I mean, I, 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 I hear it and it, it sat well with me. So I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's definitely wrong. It's definitely encapsulates. Encapsulates? So, okay. So we're All both right. wrong and illiterate. But anyway, um, it definitely encapsulates the meaning behind that white privilege. It's not necessarily a blessing. It's a privilege because a privilege can be a negative and a positive thing. And so uh, a blessing makes it sound like God, like God did that for white people. It's one thing to say God took a situation. And that's the thing. Like, it's just so stupid. What are you trying to do there? What's the point of making that distinction? I would say this. I would love to kind of be, you know how they say you'd be like a fly on the wall. But, like, I'd love yeah. to be around Louis Giglio after he made that statement and then have to walk through Atlanta after he made that statement. Hmm. Like, think about that, bro. You made a statement where you just passively, aggressively said that white, white people, what white people have basically accomplished or been a part of in history is a blessing from God. And the oppressed, who you should be more sensitive to, you know, it's kind of like, well, God really wasn't for you at all. It, God was more for us. Because we've, you know, we've been getting blessed throughout history and that's you know by the hand of god that's god's grace like yeah when you turn it into a white blessing you turn it into a thing that people aren't dealing with today and you turn it into something that doesn't need to be dealt with yeah that's incredibly offensive man yeah, I, I think I he recognizes see. it, 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 it it's it's worse the more you think of it and I, and i and i really trust louis giglio not to be a bad person um but 
I think he was wrong for trying to speak on an issue he knows nothing about. And I think he put Lecrae in a very uncomfortable spot. Lecrae was gracious. Lecrae gave some game. Um, but mm. I think white people need to stop um, trying to control the narrative on this. Okay, You can't change the term white privilege just because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Why don't you acknowledge the fact that you're privileged in certain areas? Everybody's privileged in certain areas. I'm a male, so I'm privileged in that I'm a male. You understand? A, a mm. female is less privileged than I am because I live in a society that tends to favor males. So everybody has a privilege. Black males are privileged in that they're males, but they're marginalized in that they're black. So there are there, there are levels to that. It's not just like white privilege is not the only type of privilege. But white people just have a problem being told that they, they see that as an insult when really it's not. It's just a reality. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, most definitely. But um, I think we've said all we need to say about that. Um, I, I did hear there's oh, some. Sorry, were you about to say something? Go for it. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. Um, throughout this week, I've just been seeing a lot of like little videos here and there of like, because we were just talking about privilege, and I've I've seen some interesting videos. Uh, this week one of them uh i think i'll have to send it to you because i don't think you've seen it but I mean, you might have but it was a it was a white lady she's on the bus um she's talking to this uh she's talking to this hispanic lady and she catches this huge attitude and she spits on her face okay oh she goodness. spit on her face and this hispanic lady got up as any hispanic I know my mom would have did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. She spit on this lady's face. I know your mom would have did the same thing. <laughs> Listen, that lady would have had <laughs> that. That lady would have a new a new nickname. Yo, this lady literally got up and slapped like she slapped this white lady so hard that the lady instantly passed out and fell on the floor. But okay. What made me laugh, which is this is bad, but what made me laugh was the noise that she made when she hit the floor. Oh <laughs> she God. was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> when she went out. That's bad. Ew! It was just, it was, it was very comical. Um, I'm actually gonna send that to you right now. So what? Is, what does that have to do with white privilege? Uh, just the fact that, you know, she felt the need that it was okay for her to go ahead and spit on someone oh, oh, I see. due to, due to the situation. It's like, that's uncalled for. Like, where do you get off doing that? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hard pressed to believe that, you know, that lady is just a jerk. Um, I don't think anybody white or black, I mean, I don't think white people, I mean, I, I would be really disappointed if white people thought that it's a part of the privilege is being able to spit on people. Um, but yeah, that's mm. pretty rough. But anyway, you had some. You were telling me earlier about um, off podcast. Uh, so if you're listening, we do have conversations outside of the podcast. I know. Shocker. Yes, we do. But you were talking to me about uh, Star Wars. What's going on with Star <clears throat> Wars? Um. Yeah. So first off, uh, shout out to Lucasfilm. Whoop whoop. Um. They actually are going to be um, so if if you spoiler alert for all those who um, haven't gotten to the Mandalorian yet, 
Um, there are going to be some, there might, you know, be some spoilers here or there. So just, you know, if this isn't for you uh, and you want to be surprised or you want to hear some, you don't want to hear any news about it, just skip this part. But um, so diving in, uh, they're talking about Ahsoka Tano being uh, cast um, in um, Star Wars uh, Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Uh, as well as Mr. Ezra Bridger. So Lucasfilm rumored to be casting Ezra Bridger for a new Whoa. Star Wars Disney series. Wow. Um, and uh, this is going to be taking place uh, after the events of Rebels. So I don't know if you've guys seen Rebels. Uh, it's an amazing show. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so it'll be... So this is live action or is this... Um, I believe this is going to be uh, animation uh, okay. in the same style as from what I've heard. It's the same style as um, Rebels. So okay. they're just trying to do like a continuation. Um, so it says uh, Lucasfilm is reportedly casting an actor. To oh, portray no, Ezra. this is live action. It is live action. Yeah, they're trying to cast. What is one. this? I, I just read it on. Uh movieweb.com thank you for that movie web they are going to be casting for a live action version of Ezra Bridger yay so apparently and they were saying apparently he was rumored to be in the last Jedi the rise of Skywalker and even the Mandalorian however the characters yet to show up in a live action role though that may all change in the near <clears> future <throat> so it's a rumor for now but I think that'd be a good way to really bring back a fan pa fan base that I feel is really disappointed after the sequel trilogy. Um, I know for me, after The Force Awakens, I was a lot of people hated it. I loved it. I was very excited and optimistic about it. But, unfortunately, The Last Jedi happened. And then Rise of Skywalker and trying to fix all of The Last Jedi's problems, I think, created more problems. And I think people are, fans are generally just disappointed with Lucasfilm and the leadership there. I think this is a good way to bring him back. What do you think? Um, if I'm if I'm honest, man, um, I honestly love 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 the animated series more than I do the movies. Um, because and I think I think you have a lot more freedom with the animated series due to the fact that you have more episodes to explain stuff. Um, but the way that they cultivated a lot of these characters, like Ezra Bridger. Um, and Ahsoka Tano, and um, I mean, I don't know if you've seen Clone Wars. I'm pretty sure you have, but um, I've seen almost all of it. So the fact that they like dissect all of the different Jedi and all of the different Jedi Masters and what they do and what their specialties did say, are. Did you say dissect? Yeah, like in the sense in the sense of like going deep into. Do you mean dissect? Diasect, dissect, whatever. Isn't that the same thing? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> dissect We're all these different. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, all these different, you know, Jedi and all these different characters. Um, being able to see, like, uh, Sabine Wren, you know mm. what I'm saying, as the leader of Clan Wren. And then you see the Darksaber. Um, you get to see certain characters that were in, you know, live action be in an animated role. Um, and actually, um, 
kind of come back, you know, from where we left them in, you okay. know, live action. Um, nice. I don't want to give away any, you know, spoilers at the, at the same time. But, you know, seeing ev- all these different characters and them being portrayed, I, I feel like the animated series are way better than the live action. Um, but Mandalorian has changed that. Um, and a lot of the live action stuff is really good now. Um, or getting there. So to see uh, Ahsoka Tano, to see Ezra Bridger, live action would be extremely dope. I would I would love that. Okay, great. Yeah, that, that sounds exciting. Like I said, I think it'd be a great way to get this fan base back and interested. And I think that the Mandalorian's already doing a good job of that. I think that some of the live action Star Wars that we expect to get in the future, I know the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi... Um, show is still a thing if i'm not mistaken i'm not sure if that's yeah i heard it was i know they postponed it right because of covid but you have things to look forward to and they also said boba fett too might appear in the mandalorian well i think he's already appeared i think boba fett was the feat that you see at the end when um what's her name the assassin oh you think so oh yeah i think so i mean who else would that be I feel like that's a perfect, you know, I mean, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't really, they never revealed that. And they are talking about bringing Boba Fett in. I feel like a great way to do that is to make that person Boba Fett. So if I had to guess, I would say that that's, that's who it is. Mm, Interesting. All in all, exciting stuff, right? I mean, we have, you know, we have a lot, a lot going on in the world. Um, And hopefully once our... You know, it doesn't help that there's a pandemic. I think once that the media that we love, the media, the mediums that we love, rather, right, come back, sports and entertainment, I think it'd be a lot easier to just kind of sometimes get a break from all of the chaos. You know, the chaos is important. I'm happy we're having conversations, but it is always healthy to take a day where you're not thinking about that stuff, where you're just enjoying you know, life around you. And it's been a little difficult to do that without our regularly scheduled programs. You know, I know I'm missing sports a little bit and uh, I'm sure a lot of people agree with me on that. Yeah. I miss my, uh, my Lakers. Yeah, most definitely. But all right, man, I feel like we got a lot, a lot spoken about. We thank you all for listening. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate Um, you. And we will see you next week with, hopefully, the whole really great news. But probably not. (laughs) All right, guys.